thank you to all our probably bad patrons, especially Scribbles and Carlo. You helped me live deliciously. Yee howdy, welcome to a podcast, right? It's like because we're recording on the 4th of July. <laughs> Happy American Day. You know Nick's going to leave that in, right? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. I'm Paper. Today's podcast is more bad than usual, apparently. <laughs> um, but today's Probably Bad RPG idea is the PCs find a genie who will grant them three wishes. Alas, they can only grant wishes in ways involving frogs. So I really like this concept, because the problem with Wish as a spell is that it's really hard to use in a way that works, but doesn't just feel like you're shitting on the players. Like, you know, mm. ah, you wished for money and the money's been thrown at your face by an ogre. So having, like, an inbuilt restriction like this, I feel, would actually help a lot. Like, you wish for money, and it's, okay, here are 10,000 highly valuable frogs if you can find the right person to sell them to. I feel like there's also, like, a... I feel like there's also an element of getting creative with it, and of yeah. maybe if they have a higher charisma, or if they have to do some sort of role, they get it better. Like, if you do really badly... In interacting with this genie, you get 10,000 rare frogs, which might possibly be enough to make them not count as rare anymore, depending on the kind of frog. Um, or you get a deed to a frog farm. I also think it, like... Yeah, and, like, you have to roll to be... You have to roll to bullshit why your proposed wish result actually is frog-related. Roll to bullfrog, do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> mood, all all games should have the frog um frog skill. This is a bit of a tangent, but my favorite uh, World of Darkness power. So in World of Darkness you have skills and you have specialties with skills where it's like you have skills in science, but then you get a specialty in physics, so you're better at physics. Mm -hmm. uh, and my favorite vampire power is it's a vampire power that gives you a specialty of snakes in every skill. So, which includes, you know, things like science or animal handling. But it also includes things like, say, firearms. If you can rig a gun that shoots snakes, your vampire has a power, a bonus to shooting snakes at people. That is spectacular. It includes arts and crafts if you want to make a snake house. And I like to feel that, like... I feel that's the kind of vibe I'd like to go for with this kind of thing of like there are doesn't there are like you know hundreds of wish granting entities mm -hmm. and all of them have a theme that they refuse to refuse to deviate from and you need to persuade them that whatever you're coming up with fits under that fits under that theme. I love that. I feel like we need to make a table of <laughs> of these wish granting themes. They're just all like you know. Because wish granting is inherently a kind of very generic concept. Yeah, because it's just kind of, you want this thing, here you go. Yeah, it's hard to sort of deviate it from just, there's a thing that gives you what you want. And I think there's a thing that gives you want, but what you want, but it's frogs. 
<laughs> Let me tell you what yeah, I want. It's... I really, really want. I want frogs. <laughs> yeah, it's it adds a bit more flavor, I think, as well as mm. just being less of a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, it's less of a you tell GM what you want to happen, and more of a you need to persuade this frog obsessed immortal that gold is actually related to frogs somehow. So. I'm just thinking about the standard genie wishes. Yeah. We've done riches, which is the obvious one. Mm. What about love? How does one find love with frogs? And don't say just hand your crush a frog, because that while that would work on me... Uh, yeah, <laughs> special bonus content for anyone planning to seduce mod paper. Um, I think... So... It's actually very easy to find love with frogs if you're not a coward. They just give you a hot frog. I thought that might be the direction you were going in, and I could have stopped you, but I didn't. I guess, like, you know, they could. you could do the frog prince thing of, like, here is a frog who has been turned into a prince. No, wait, the other way around. <laughs> no, wait, no, the first one. Here's a frog who's been turned into a prince. If I give you a kiss of true love, you can turn them back into a frog and thus overthrow the idea of hereditary monarchy, which oppresses the common people. In... Does this genie count slards as frogs? Hmm. Like, you, you get a girlfriend, but she is a slard. And this may cause you, you like problems. you know you could stretch it. You, like you could you'd have to roll to persuade oh, them. Oh, she's you know. a grung, and you can never touch. I like that we've just got into a tragic love story here with the frog genie. <laughs> but yeah, I think so. Immortality, I feel like you become so. It's a bit of a stretch from frog. But you have an axolotl who stays a baby forever, and you just become a human version of one of those. I feel you're stretching the definition of frog. Yeah, sadly. Every time you die, you are reborn as a frog. A different frog? Yeah, I would assume so. Like, when that frog dies, you, you're, you have a frog phylactery. And, like, it is your phylactery, but it's also a frog, so you have to, like, stop it hopping away and stuff. I mean, what if you get a mortality in the metaphorical sense by you wish for it, and then the genie summons a giant frog that you fight, and then everyone's like, hey, this guy fought a giant frog, let's tell their story forever. Wait, nice. The way I'm actually going is like the genie summons all of the frogs and tells them how great you are, and so stories are told of you among frogs for all eternity. Oh, I love that. You just become beloved by all frogs. Become the god of frogs. <laughs> Which also what... works for wishing for a spectacular power. It does. It's gained a minion over frogs. All frogs obey your every whim. I'd like this, because you can just roll to see how helpful the frogs are at the start of each adventure. <laughs> roll, at any given point, you could roll a d10 and see how many frogs are in your immediate vicinity. 
So what it is, is you just have a bag of holding full of frogs. And in a dire situation, you upturn it and all the frogs come out. My question is, is this a special bag of holding that living things can survive? Yeah, that's your second wish, is for a bag of holding that you can put frogs in. <laughs> but because the, the wish itself has to be frog-themed, it is a bag of holding made of, like, frog leather? I don't know if you can tan a frog, but I'm sure someone's trying. You receive a frog of holding, you can open its mouth and put things in it and then take them out. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I'm into this. I'm into the frog of holding. Yeah, you have the frog of holding and the frog phylactery. And the vorpal frog. It, it like, hits people with, their, with its tongue and they just explode. Yeah. I mean, I was imagining you throw it at someone and a frog does, like, a cool kickflip and kicks their head clean off. That also works. Maybe it's got two attacks. Yeah. I wish for the most badass frog you can give me. <laughs> you need a ranged frog and a melee frog. I wish for a ranged frog, a melee frog, and frog armor. Made of the aforementioned frog leather, presumably. Mm. I think the frog armor would work like a power suit in that the frog swallows you whole and then you operate the frog from the inside. I feel like they do that with Jake in Adventure Time. Probably, they do lots of weird things with Jake in Adventure Time. I feel like the frog, the frog wish genie would actually fit quite well in Adventure Time. Cartoon Network call us. <laughs> the real question is, if your third wish, if you wish for a frog, what happens? So, like, the boring answer is they just give you a frog. Um, the unboring answer is they just don't have any, like, grasp of what to do in this situation and how to make a frog frog feed, and that's how they explode. Yeah, it's, it's like the, the statement is a lie to defeat robots. You defeat mm. the frog genie by wishing for a frog. Like, I think what you need to do is wish for a salamander. And then you get a frog-themed salamander? Because the thing is, a salamander is close enough to a frog that you can't really have a frog-themed one. But it's not a frog. That is true. Because I was, I was thinking Toad for that, but then I remembered that the line between Frog and Toad is very confusing. Yeah, well, as you know, a line between Salamander and Frog is pretty clear, but it's still close enough that, like... Yeah, they're like brothers. I wish for a brother for my frog. <laughs> and that is the only way it can grant you a Salamander. Oh my gosh, a palamander. Palamander! Like, what yes. other themes? What other themes will be good for wishes? Fire? I wish to be incredibly hot, I say, with no, no um, idea how this could backfire. <laughs> I actually really well, I feel like you could grant most of the standard genie wishes with fire. Like, I wish yeah. for true love. You rescue this person from the fire. I wish for money. Oh, you got an insurance payout because something burnt down. My 
some reason, the way I reasoned that was not, you know, that kind of thing, and more a genie where whatever you wish for, they set you on fire. Which I, I think is... I don't think that's a genie. <laughs> no, I think at this point, what I've invented is a guy who sets you on fire. <laughs> Which, to be fair, might also exist in your setting. I mean, I'm pretty sure that exists in real life. RPG themed wish granting genie. You have to roll dice in real life against yeah. the genie in order to get what you want. Yeah, so the way it is is the genie sets up a game of um a game of D D itself and you have to win the game of D D. The genie is not a good GM and so still holds it as winning and losing in order to get your wish. I really like Genie that is D and D themed, but is shit at D and D. Like, because we've been assuming this is because of interested, but like, you have the one who grants frog-related wishes, and they're just like, I fucking hate frogs. I I don't know why I have to make them all frog themed. I was picturing it as like, either that's just how their powers work, possibly as a result of some sort of curse placed on the genie. Boom, side quest. Mm. Or it's some sort of, like, compulsion. Yeah. I like the idea of the genie who can only grant wishes to put arbitrary restrictions on other genies. That's their theme. The real question yeah. is, would the genie be considered above or below the other genies in, like, a theoretical hierarchy of genies? Theoretical Hierarchy of Genies is my new band. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, like... So I feel like they're a genie who's incredibly powerful, but something went wrong and they, like, can only grant this one specific wish. And so they're doing it out of spite. To make all the other genies, like, have to have these restrictions on them. Maybe this person is like the god of genies and is doing this to make sure that genies don't become too powerful. Because hmm. if genies are, are too strong, then people are going to exploit genies for their labor. Hmm. This so is how this is how we overthrow capitalism. You just go to your boss. Sorry, I will only do. Uh, I will only do any instructions that are frog themed. I need you to like, yeah, trans. I need you to transport this over there only if it's frogs. Let me summon a giant frog in order to carry it for you. This is just sounding like a really shit union, but also a union I would join. Join the frog union. We finally have a name for us. Just, just like, yeah, I, I'm afraid I can only help cut direct customers to products if those products are frogs. All the customers are frogs. Yeah, if the customers are frogs. Or if the customers are wearing a frog costume. Or a frog mech suit. Yeah, or if the customer is a frog turned into a prince. I think I've come up. Yeah. Statistically, like, you know, one in ten people are frogs, so it'll work out okay. But yes, our, our listeners are called the Frog Union. I don't make the rules. 
If you disagree, please send us a frog. And have the frog state your case for us. An actual physical frog. Um, so our first question is anonymous. I'm finally GMing a Pokemon RPG this Thursday. I thought of a bad idea where if their Pokemon dies, they get a special item from their dead Pokemon. Is that too weird and gross? So I haven't interacted with the sort of unofficial Pokemon RPG because there's kind of one that is considered the Pokemon RPG. Mm. I don't know if Pokemon die in it, but I know traditionally Pokemon don't die. Like, so okay. I can't help but imagine your players like ritually sacrificing a Pikachu in order to get some cool magic item. You know what? I I'm down for it. Like all magic items are just bits of dead Pokemon. A Spoink's ball is really powerful, but you do have to sacrifice the Spoink to Lugia first. I don't know why Lugia is the first legendary that came into my head. Lugia has just decided that, like, it's now demanding blood sacrifice. This is the next Pokemon movie. I'd watch it. Like, so Pokemon canonically, they fall unconscious rather yeah. than dying. Which, you know, you could still use an unconscious Pokemon as a bludgeoning weapon. I don't think that counts as a cool magic item, though. Just you hitting know. someone with, like, here's this unconscious sheep I found, I'm gonna hit someone with it. In my next D&D thing, the entire treasure hoard is going to be unconscious sheep, and it's up to the players how they want to use those. Do they wake up at a certain point, or are they, like, comatose sheep? It's like the Steeping Beauty spell. Okay. Uh, so as long as no one kisses the sheep, <laughs> you're fine. Mm -hmm. But it is specified they are very hot sheep. Why? Why is why is this the attractive animals episode? Yeah, happy Independence Day. Um... So yeah, I think because I do like the idea of like. You know, you snap off a Pikachu's tail as a taser. I feel like they just snap off. The tail looks very thin. It does look kind of glued on, doesn't it? Yeah, like... I mean, like, a load of Pokemon have just, like, you know, bits of them that aren't really flesh. Yeah, I mean, like, a far-fetched. Like, that's, that's just carrying an item. Yeah, like, you just take the far-fetched... Uh, radish. It's not the radish it has. It's a leek. You just take its leek and then eat its leek in front of it while laughing at it, and then you get like some rat, some radish tears, some far fetched tears. I like that. Even though you're eating it, the the tears are radishes. Yeah, and then it's like you can throw those at your enemies. I suppose the other option is if you're doing a nuzlocke type thing where. You consider that the Pokemon has died if it loses a fight. Which I've always found very dark for like mm. this fun little kid's game. I mean, Pokemon specifically seems to get a lot of really dark headcanons. It really does. Not just from Petta. So I think. What do I think? Only you can tell this. 
somebody develop mind reading so they can tell me what I'm talking about. Yes, it's that. But I mean, I think the actual answer to your question is it's not too weird and gross if your players are okay with it. Mm. What you need to do is give your players a dead Pikachu when they walk in and judge their reactions based on that. Like, in real life, give them a dead Pikachu. Yeah. Pokemon are famously real. Well, you just, just got to do some genetic engineering, right? Hmm. If you cross yeah, an the electric first... eel with a mouse, eventually you'll get a Pikachu. The f yeah, the first step of any game is to genetically modify all monsters in it to be real. <laughs> That's why my house is right now full of manticores. I'm glad you're not my DM right now. Manticores <laughs> are a pain in the ass. Yeah, I feel like that was a short one, but it's, they needed addressing. Yeah, we ha yeah we had to resolve this. I hope it's not too late. I mean, it definitely is, given when we got the got the ask. I did answer it on the blog as well, but it it needed to be answered here. I hope it's not too late. So, second question. Right, our second question is, from another useless imp. So in my Bioshock campaign, I decided to turn spells into figures, and that's how players get spells. They get these spells at certain long rests, and typically after beating a boss or completing complicated tasks. Is this a bad idea or not? I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea, it just seems needlessly complicated. Like, but I think also, you're doing a Bioshock campaign anyway. Yeah, like, so is it like you get, like, a fireball figure, and then from then on you can cast fireball, or do you need to get a new one every time you cast fireball? I think... That's a good point. I'm trying to remember where the vigors are temporary. Uh, in, in the game they're permanent. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I think so. The problem I see with that is if it's like, if you can just cast Fireball at the will after it, your characters will quite quickly get overpowered, because D&D magic is based around you only being able to cast a certain number of spells per however long day. Yeah. So what you need to do is put in more impressive enemies. And I have a large number of Manticores that I no longer want or need. So if you just take them... And I feel Bioshock is a game that will be improved if there were manticores everywhere. I mean, it would definitely be different. Yeah. Like, you know, just raptures full to the tits with manticores. Full to the tits? Full to the tits with manticores. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Because I... I can see it working if you basically say this is the equivalent of writing something in your spell book. Mm. But that's only really a mechanic for one Yeah, not I think not species of adventure, what's the word? <laughs> one Every class. adventuring class is a different species and you need to <laughs> raise your adventurer like from birth and train them to do magic. 
and battle them against other adventurers in order to win gym badges. And when a poke when an adventurer dies, you get to take off bits of its body and use them as vigors. <laughs> to be fair, we don't know where those ingredients come from. From it's from the adventurer farms. Like I think But my point is it's a mechanic that would I feel would sort of work for wizards, but not really for other classes. But again, like you I'm unclear what you mean by a Bioshock campaign because it's like I was assuming Bioshock TTRPG. There's no official Bioshock TTRPG to best of my knowledge. I was assuming this was a D&D game loved to be Bioshock. Yeah, like that's that's what I'm going with, hence the whole wizard problem. Hmm. Um like I think my solution would be to do a different system than D&D. Yeah, I feel Bioshock is much more suited to maybe like Numenera, because that's that kind of post-apocalyptic hmm. sci-fi, there's stuff remaining kind of vibe. Yeah. Or Fate, to use the generic example. Oh yeah, because I, I mean, you can glue anything onto Fate, that's kind yeah. of the point of it. Or set up your own, like, post-apocalyptic fundamentalist society in the ocean. LARP this. Don't, don't LARP. Don't LARP. Don't LARP fundamentalism. Although, you know what? If you can afford to run a realistic Bioshock LARP, you might as well. Because what else are you going to do with that kind of money? It's not, yeah, like there's nothing else we need the money to be spent on, so fuck it, build your underground Bioshock LARP. Oh, by you, in... I do mean a random person on Tumblr, as opposed to like someone with any power. And invent superpowers. I feel you've been trying to find helpful advice while I've been spouting nonsense. I mean, it happens sometimes. But anyway, yeah, so to answer your question, go to the bottom of the ocean and live in a dome. That yeah. seems unnecessarily harsh, but that's what I'm going with. I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to make this work. Hmm. Like, sort of, so, the, um, so what might work is if you had essentially level ups... As vigors. Mm -hmm. So, like, you take the vigor and it boosts your abilities in whatever species of adventure you are. I, I get you. So it's like, when you hit level 5, you find a vigor, you drink it, it gives you whatever you get at level 5. Yeah, and in and universe. That's like the mechanical like, way that, it, that you yeah. level up. Which would also help with that after, like, big bosses and stuff, because then it's a story-based leveling up system. Mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe the problem, you need to sort of fluff the mundane characters' things to be a bit supernatural. Like, because it's hard sort of, yeah, I take this and now I'm sneakier. Yeah. You boost charisma and it's like, yeah, I got a new vigor, it makes me hot. Yeah, I, I I do think your suggestion of just use a different system might be the, the correct answer here. Yeah, so there we go. Go to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. 
get in the sea as as they say do they yeah. still say that uh probably not but you know the who knows what they're saying on the internet these days these kids with their memes their memes their memes I am no longer one of the youth, and now I must get in the sea. That's a problem. Yeah, have um, you ever reached the sort of I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about stage of things? Yeah, so I think that's that's why we'll end the episode for today. Um, if you have a question, you can message probably bad RPG ideas on Tumblr, bad probably on Twitter, or probably. Not probably, that's not a word. Or email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com If you want to support homebrews, bonus episodes, short RPGs, hanging out on Discord, uh, patreon.com slash probablybadrpgideas. I just hit my ring really hard on the table and now my wrist feels funny. That's the, f- the first podcast that will cause actual physical pain to the people who record it if you pay us enough. I do not support this message. But thank you for listening and I'm remember to have, to have a, a probably, probably bad, bad day. day.